If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Welcome to a special edition of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast with my special guest, Kelly Resendez. Kelly, welcome. Good morning, Rock. I'm so excited. It's a great way to start a Monday. We met like four or five years ago, if I don't remember correctly, right? Yes. And you joined the tribe. You were not a millionaire. You've had uh, some success. You've become one of our whole life millionaires, but impacted many areas of your life, which is something that we try to obtain. That's why we call it the journey of the whole life millionaire. Why don't we just start off a little bit? Where were you uh, when we met in your career? Tell us a little bit about you know who you are and where you were. Yeah, I was definitely in a place where I have had a lot of success in business. You know, I came from the mortgage industry and just did very well. But where I was is I, I was feeling very, I guess you could just say lonely. That was probably the best way to describe where I was at that point. You know, I had friends and I had people around me and I have two amazing kids and whatnot, but I was in a place where I didn't feel like I had like-minded friends. I would go to events, you know, get all fired up for a day or two. Maybe you make a connection, join a Facebook group of the people that are there, and then you come home and then you're like, who do I have to really share this with? And so I felt that, that place of just, okay, it is a little lonely at the top. And even in my last book, Big Voices, I, I dedicated an, almost an entire chapter to learning how to be lonely. And then one of your members, I ran into them at an event and they just started to kind of share a little bit about the community. And I had no idea that communities like M1 even existed. And so I immediately, you know, reached out and joined and then went to my first event in Montreal. And it was like one of those moments when you're like, ah, I found my people. I found my people that you sit down and you want to have deep, meaningful conversations that are really about your soul's purpose or what you want to create in your life. And it, it definitely inspired me to kind of take even a lot more risks in my life and in, in my business too. Yeah, totally true. Now you've had, you know, a lot of success in different gardens. We'll talk about that in a moment and financially, you've had some, some success. And so now you're in a place where you're financially free. You don't have to work if you don't want to. And let's face it, there's different levels, right? For some people that's millions of dollars. I don't know the Kardashians, probably they need billions, whatever, but you certainly can survive and live very, very well from what you've created. But you also talk about these abundance blocks that a lot of people have. A lot of people live a scarcity mindset, not enough time, not enough money, not enough energy, Talk to us a little bit about how that's transitioned in your life. Yeah, so I've been somebody that's been into goal planning and personal growth since probably 2004. And I've done the gamut. There are probably other people out there like me. I know I I just had a great conversation with somebody in the tribe last weekend where, you know, you kind of feel a little woo-woo or a little hippie-ish, I guess, where you're like, I just want to be conscious and be in the now and all of these other things. And then you also want to push to this next level. And so there's this balance between those two things and being somebody that I would describe as an overachiever for most of my life coming to a level of peace 
after, you know, my mom got diagnosed with dementia, I started to disconnect from the purpose of financial success. You know, I had watched my mom. She was just an absolute baller in business, accumulate, you know, a massive portfolio. And then overnight before she could even retire rock, her brain started to, you know, disintegrate. And so I started to say things like, I don't care about money. And I created abundance blocks later in life. I'd never had them before. I was always a high six figure earner and, and lived a, a very blessed life. And so as I started to dig into this, and, and one of the things I didn't realize is that I kind of had two abundance blocks. One was fear of numbers, because I, I had set a goal for myself, Rock, in 1999 that I wanted to make so much money that I never needed to have a budget. So that was one of my goals, which was great at the time, right? Because I made so much money that I didn't need to really care that much. However, there was so much waste in my, in my life because I was spending money on things that really didn't matter. And so one of the things that when I had to do the one sheet and actually face it, I realized like, oh my, I was having massive anxiety before I started it. And once I sat down and figured it out, had to face where I was. I could then recreate new intentions for where I wanted to go. And in my life, recognizing that I do care tremendously about money, you know, I was able to tithe, you know, just at, a, at an awesome level, you know, six figures this last year and the year before and the year before that. And so I get to give generous, generously because of my financial success. And so, you know, I always tell people you can use strategy to overcome abundance blocks, which I did. And then I also did the deeper work, the deeper subconscious clearings of being able to remove some of those blocks that I had created for myself. Six, thing, six figures in tithing, that's amazing. And I know that you recently contributed to one of our uh, initiatives for the orphans. Thank you so much. And you know what fascinates me is that there are many people like yourself that didn't know that somebody in grade school said, you know, you're stupid in a math class. And that shut down them looking at numbers, managing money, and they became fearful around it. And they developed a limiting process around it that you had, but that you broke through. And now you're living that feeling. What would you say to somebody that maybe A, knows that they don't like numbers and B, maybe doesn't know? Yeah, well, I would say just human, human, you know, psychology in general, one of our top things that we need to watch out for is avoidance. And so if you aren't looking at the numbers, you have to ask yourself that deeper question of what am I really trying to avoid? You know, are my numbers tied to my self-worth? Are my numbers tied to, you know, some fantasy world that you've created for yourself? And, you know, like I said, I was, I was making so much money. I was in the mortgage industry in the early 2000s, but I was spending so much too. And so you have to just be honest with yourself. So it starts with self-awareness and identifying like, this is a challenge. I am afraid to face where I am. Now, the most amazing thing about what we do is that we teach people how to feel as if they've already created all the success that they want. So if your bank account has $5,000 in it, you can teach yourself to feel like it has 500,000 by the way that you live, but it's going to take that honest approach to, okay, this is where I am. I've got a plan now to get where I want to go. And I'm going to start to feel as if I'm already there. It makes me think when we were down at that event in Mexico, and we rented that $12 million home 
and we're right. lying in the pool and somebody walks in that just arrives and like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And then we would reframe them and saying, no, what if you were to say, you know what, this feels like home. This yeah. feels really comfortable and natural for me. Instead, people keep on telling themselves that something that they want to have is unreachable, unattainable, and they're uncomfortable with it. But you obviously have grown into it very rapidly. What vehicle did you use to really accelerate your wealth and your success financially? Yeah, so I mean, I'm very blessed in the sense that my parents didn't give me a lot of the deeper blocks that most people face. Like if you grew up without money or you grew up with parents that were very frugal about money, you're going to have to create a new abundance plan. And, and I love how you teach people, you know, the different bank accounts because you need to learn how to spend money on yourself too. That's part of it. Like you got to be able to have fun and, and really just be able to have adventure in your life. But I would tell you that for myself, and I completely rock to be a hundred percent honest with you. I just forgot your original question. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, no problem. You were so present and in the moment. I the just went back simply, for a minute to, to yeah. my childhood and was just so grateful that my parents, honestly, when, when I'd asked for something, they would never say, I can't afford that. They would right. always just say, that's a, that's an interesting idea. Wow. And they just leave it at that. It was never, no, they never said no. They just said, oh, that's an interesting idea. And that did create a lot of that foundation for me. But again, getting the abundance blocks later in life, you know, what I did, and I think I'm going back to that original question is I did a lot of meditation work around removing these blocks for myself so that I could feel just the most powerful that I could be. And I'm also you know, realist about what it takes to be able to get there. Like you, if you're going to start a business, why would you start a business where the profit margin or, or ROI is very low? Why wouldn't you put and invest time and energy into something that's going to make a much larger impact? Yeah. So the follow-up question was, what was the vehicle that you used to increase your net worth? Yeah, I would say the number one vehicle that I used was meditation and visualization. And then I really followed that up with gotcha. educating myself and surrounding myself with amazing humans. You know, our network is where I invest the majority of our uh, of my own funds. You know, I can trust the people that we do business with because I've known them through through the mastermind or whatnot. And then I have that level of confidence to go out and diversify and, and make those investments that create the passive income I'm, I'm looking for. And so what has been the ripple effect on the rest of your life, your health, your relationships, things like that? I would tell you when you truly are in a state of abundance, you're magnetized for everything. Now, again, self-awareness is really important. I remember four years ago when I did my first one sheet, you know, I had on there that I wanted to work out three times a week. I've always been great at cardio and getting out and doing those things. And after you see the same goal, for about a year and you haven't taken action towards it, you kind of have to say, this is just not my deal, right? And get the accountability partner. So my trainer shows up at my house at 6 a.m. three times a week because I know I have to answer the door. Like, cause I'm also somebody that's very committed to doing what I say. And so really, I would tell you that there's never been a moment that I've felt more blessed in every area from my health to my wealth to, 
you know, my, my relationships to just the deep, meaningful connections that I have with friendships too. But I also recognize that I've got to be intentional about all of those things every single day and be extremely honest with myself and raise my hand if I need help. And, you know, your beautiful wife has helped me, um, you know, in the relationship area, because I got to the point where I was like, I've done enough on my own. I've tried enough on my own. I think I need to raise my hand and even go a little bit deeper to, to try to, again, remove whatever block I might have to abundance in that area. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's more challenging sometimes for a, a successful woman like yourself uh, to attract a man that's confident and that can really, you know, balance you out. And so as your progress and you did the work in all areas of your life, you know, gets thin at the top. So yeah. you did a little, then you went a little bit deeper with Rose and found uh, found some more levels. You know, what's fascinating also is that the difference between the rituals and routines and the consistency between a millionaire and a multimillionaire and the person struggling are some of the fundamental things that we talk about. The morning routine, the mm -hmm. evening reflection, the looking at the world as saying, I don't need to know how, but I can figure it out. And you mentioned a bunch of things when you were just talking about asking for help. And a lot of people are afraid to ask for help because they don't want to look stupid or they don't want to inconvenience people. Speak to me a little bit about asking. How important is that to not to try to do it all on your own? Oh, Brock, I just got the chills because it's truly one of the greatest lessons that we could all really learn again and again and again. You know, we are extremely competent and the people that are listening to this call are probably achievers and have probably muscled their way through and they've worked so hard on their own to get where they are in order to truly open up the flow of abundance and really just ride it, you know, where I, when I mean ride it, it's just like, you're like, woo, like this is so fun. Cause all of a sudden everyone around you shows up and they, they help that momentum go even further. But it really truly starts with accepting help. Now, some people can ask for it, but do they truly accept it? And just being okay that, you know, we don't have all the answers and that the more that you ask for help, it gives, you know, it gives light to that idea that there is a balance between giving and receiving. And most of us are out of alignment there. And that's the reason why people burn out. It's the reason why people use words like overwhelmed or things like that is because they are doing it all on their own. And asking for help doesn't mean that it's just in your peer group or, or whatnot. It's just getting out there and being able to connect with other people and identifying like, who's the most likely person that's going to be able to help me with this? And maybe you don't know them, but tell everyone you know, like, hey, if you ever come across somebody that's in this or in this, would you mind connecting them to me? And one of my goals was always like, how do I impact somebody's life? at least once or twice a day by ending every conversation with just, is there anything I can do to help you? And then in, in return, they normally would say, is there anything I could do to help you? And you just kind of continuously go from there. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, you have uh, ascended through M1 and that is what we call March to Your Millions. And we've started a new group called M10, which is a group of my mentors, the people that have helped me and for the kind of the top 5% of eight years of me doing masterminds, those that have truly engaged in using the tools and resources that took me 30 years to put together. 
And then with your experience and background combined with the environment, boom, all of a sudden now you are one of the council members of this really epic group and you're influencing people and you've attracted great people around you. I just want to ask you, how does it feel if you were to go back, it's only four years approximately, and look back at that former self and go, God, look how far I've come. Because sometimes people, they look at the gap and not the gain. And so I'm asking you to look at the gain here. And how does that feel? Yeah, celebration, rock, and, and just feeling in that moment of just how can it get better than this? I mean, that is truly what makes life amazing. You know, I fortunately been up close and personal with a lot of struggles in my family. And it is that reminder every single day of like, wow, I am so blessed. Like, you know, I'm very faith-based. So every day it's just like, God, like seriously, like, why did you pick me? And, you know, to be able to do this, but it also comes with that responsibility of sharing abundance. That's the one aspect of abundance is once you feel it, you have to share it. I mean, look at your life. You could easily just be, you know, doing whatever you want, whatever you want. Instead, you choose to pour into other people and really make that deeper impact. And so for myself, I would tell you that as I look back four years, number one, I, I knew, I always knew. Like it was just, you know, I am, I am special and I am capable and I just needed to be raw and honest with myself about where I was so that I could get back to who I knew that I was meant to be. Cause I think sometimes we can get knocked off, right? I got knocked yeah. off when my mom got sick and then passed away. And it was just, I, I just kind of got knocked off a little bit because sure. I forgot it was about impact and contribution that really is what drove me instead of just achievement. And so when you finally make that shift between just, hey, I'm an achiever, I've got to do this because I need significance, I need recognition, I need affirmations, all of those things, and you make that switch over, it is just an, a celebration every single day. And the recognition, I look back at myself yesterday, I'm like, oh, you thought you were so awake. You know, and now today I'm like, wasn't quite as awake as I thought, because every day we just get to that higher level of consciousness yeah. that creates more joy. Yeah, 100%. So you're listening to Kelly Resendez, who is our Whole Life Millionaire graduate in our M1 Mastermind. And I want to ask you, Kelly, um, if somebody's listening to this, and most of the time people think that they're playing with a full deck of cards, like they, they have access to the knowledge, Google and everything. My experience has been that most people are playing with like half a deck or a quarter of a deck, but they're trying to create a flush or a full hand and they keep on struggling and going like, I just can't, I shuffle the deck and they sit in a different place. They change a job, change a relationship, but they don't get the awareness from the inside out until they invest in themselves like you have. And all of a sudden they realize, oh, that morning routine gives me the queen of hearts and it gives me the ace of spades. And that evening reflection, then they start to bolster up their hand. What would you say to people that maybe never been part of a mastermind, don't know what it's like to be in a curated group of people, and maybe are skeptical, like, does this really work? Yeah, well, I would just, this is an investment. And any investment that you make, right, you have to put something into it. And we have to recognize that we are human. 
There are certain things about humans. You are less likely to follow through on something if you don't share it and hold yourself accountable. And there is no better way to do that than to surround yourself with a group of people that not only are gonna hold you accountable, they're also gonna be your biggest fans and push you outside of your comfort zone. And I just, you know, when people ask about the investment, whether it's M1 or M10, when you make an investment in yourself, you are changing the world because there is no doubt that that impact is going to spread to every single person in your life. You're going to love more deeply. You're going to, you know, have more wealth and health and everything else. So it is absolutely, I, I can tell you for myself, Brock, it's the best investment that I've made in my own personal growth journey. Yeah, beautiful. And from my perspective, um, it's such a beautiful thing to watch somebody like yourself, you know, go in and apply yourself and have faith in the process and then come out the other side, you know, smarter, richer, happier, more congruent and impacting so many lives. I want people to become, you know, that ripple effect. And you've done that in this tribe. So I really, really thank you for showing up here and for showing up in your life and playing full out because being, you know, successful multimillionaire is not for everybody. And it's a journey and it requires that you dig down and you do some of the work and you've done just that. So congratulations. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's been so much fun today. Yeah, beautiful. So if you're listening to this and you want more information about M1, go to rockthomas.com and press the apply button. You'll jump on a call with one of our directors of opportunity. And you can learn just like Kelly, what it is that we have in store for you. We'll meet you wherever you're at. But if you're not willing to ask, if you're not willing to be curious and you're never going to know how many cards you're actually playing with, and we have a full deck of cards that we're ready to hand to you that we know we can turn you into the next whole life millionaire next door. So if you like this, share with a friend, subscribe, and we'll see you on the next Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.